Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for y'all. In this week's podcast, I catch up with Iona Bruce. A woman of a multitude of talents and expertise, Iona is a speaker, interviewer, presenter, columnist, strength and conditioning coach and creator of the female fitness movement. Covering her own career history, including how she came to be in the fitness industry, Iona also answers an array of questions sent in by listeners which cover health, fitness and nutrition. So if you've been wondering for a while what the HALA macro is, or does fasting actually work, or does tea and coffee count within my water target, then have a listen to this podcast where these questions and a load more are answered by Iona. So hello Iona. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the GGC podcast. Thank you for having me here. Not at all, not at all. So tell us all about you because we first connected through the GGC. So we've known each other for a good couple of years now. Yeah, definitely a few years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how quickly time has gone, but I'm so glad that we've connected because I've learned so much from you already. <laughs> you seem to be like someone who has a lot of knowledge, oh, I think. hopefully, hopefully. Yes, yes, so we'll hopefully extract some of that in this podcast. So start from the beginning then, tell us about you. Okay, all about like you. right from the start? Right, right from, from the, the start. start. Okay, so <laughs> I went to uni, okay. did history. Yep. undergrad and masters and then uh, I'm from near Aberdeen so the thing like when you finish uni what you do is you just go back to Aberdeen and work in oil and gas industry okay pretty standard yeah uh, so I did that for a year two different jobs and I thought at the time that I hate the jobs okay uh, so I then moved down to Glasgow thought I'd just change city change it up a wee bit and got a job teaching in Glasgow Caledonian University. Brilliant. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, but again, didn't really like it. But by that point, I'd worked out that what I didn't like wasn't the job, but it was that I didn't like working in an office. Okay. So then I kind of thought, what can I do that's not in an office? And I already really liked going to the gym. Yeah. Um, so I decided to be a personal trainer, train for that. So I did the course. You have to obviously get your qualifications. Um, I started working in a gym, lasted three months, uh, moved to another gym, lasted three months. Okay. Just <laughs> They were just not for me. Okay, no, um, but credit to you for moving on though, because a lot of people just stick with things that they don't like. Yeah, I think everyone thought I was crazy, particularly my mum, every three months, like, mum, I'm moving again <laughs> on the phone. Um, and then I moved to the gym that I work in just now, and I have been there for three years. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so lesson from that is that if something, if you don't like something, then you don't need to stick at it. Yeah, I totally agree. Coming from someone who maybe in the past has stuck at things I've not liked, you only look back and regret. Like, yeah. you don't ever think to yourself, oh, I'm glad I was I stuck that out, yeah. because cause really, no. Yeah, and I think it's quite a traditional attitude, particularly in Scotland, that you need to like stick something out, like yep. see it out, give it, you know, a year, two years, whatever, and you, you might just end up liking it. But yep. really that doesn't happen. No, and you're you're taught as well, maybe not now. I was certainly taught like it looks bad in your C V if you're if you're job popping. So I always had yep. that in my head as well. I was like the pure fear, but actually it no one really cares. No one really cares. <laughs> I know they're just looking at the candidate. Yeah, exactly. I also, so back a bit again, I actually went to university. At, so when I was at school, I wanted to do art mm -hmm. at uni. Um, my guidance teacher said, no, like, you've got good grades, like, don't go do art, blah, blah, blah. And I believed her because obviously they're supposed to tell you what's correct. You trust yes. them. Um, so she said, both your parents did law, go do law. So I was like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. Went to uni, did law, um, lasted six weeks. Right. Hated it. Yeah. And after six weeks, one of my best friends dropped out of uni. So I thought, well, if she can drop out, I can switch courses. Okay. So then I actually did switch to art. Okay. Did it, that for my first year. Kind of then was a, a, I think at the time I told myself that I missed the academic side of things okay but I actually think I was just scared that I was not good enough at art and I was gonna fail okay anyway switched into history yeah and then loved that and then finished uni from there but that's again a little bit of indecision that 
was fine and it worked out really well. Yeah, okay. So you're never stuck in something. Yes, don't be stuck. No, never be stuck. First lesson of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been working for three years doing PT. Yeah. Well, longer, but in this gym. In this gym, three years. So and you enjoy this gym. Yeah, it's amazing. Being a PT when you first get started out is really tough. Yep. There's various different models of how gyms work. Okay. And how you have to like work in return for getting clients. Okay. So they all have different models. So even I was in three different gyms, but they also had three different models. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily the gym that I didn't like. It was probably more the model uh, of working. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you must get a lot of jabs jab job satisfaction from being a PT yeah definitely seeing people like progress yes. is the most rewarding thing ever and seeing how happy it makes them as well yeah um it's not always that they make well they do make physical differences but often the most um exciting thing is that their mental differences yeah yeah it's like just as much mental progression as physical uh, oh absolutely and I think as well for a lot of people I know certainly myself PTs keep you motivated, whereas sometimes self-motivation when it comes to things like, which we, which is so wrong, because obviously exercise is probably going to extend your life, yeah. and it's like, you know, a healthy <laughs> lifestyle, but motivating yourself after a full day's work yeah. is, is a hard thing to do, or, or getting up that bit earlier, an hour earlier to go to the gym is hard. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just as much about motivation as prioritisation. Yeah. So if you've had that long day at work and you just want to go home and you're really busy and the gym is always the first thing to go. Yes, it because is. Because you're working, you're making money or you're doing something because your boss has asked you to. Yeah. But gym is just like, oh, well, that's nice. I'll skip that. Yeah. Because something else is more important. Yeah. We were just talking about this earlier. So I have a personal trainer. Yes. Because I'm the same. Like I often lack motivation to get out of bed really early. And I often prioritize everything else over going to the gym. Yeah. I just because I think people think because I'm a personal trainer that I'm like super keen. And I am sometimes, but it's more to me, it's more of a habit. Yes. More of like routine kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm very aware that it does make me feel so much better. Oh, exercise does, doesn't it? I mean, you feel like I don't I've not been going to the gym recently. I'm kind of. I would, I would always be the person that would really go for it and then I would be wasting money because I wasn't going. So I was like, yeah. right. So I just take, all I really do at the moment is take Haggis out for a walk and I do yoga. Yeah. Um, and kind of various different other things uh, before pregnancy, like going up some hills and stuff like that. So I'm definitely more of an outdoorsy person. Yeah. But the, the rush that you get is still so good from exercise. And I actually... It is the gym after I have the baby. I'm going to get back into it. So yeah. I need to be speaking to you. Yeah, Because definitely. it's definitely something that keeps you... If you've got that membership, it's that accountability, isn't it? Yeah. So you, you want to make sure that you're not wasting... Yeah. Then at the same time, if what you like doing is exercising outside, then that is just as beneficial. Yes. Um, it, it also... It depends on your goals, to be honest. So you can obviously lose weight and you get all the mental benefits of exercising outside. But if you had like a specific goal, like you wanted to build muscle and tone up, that's yes. really hard to do outside. You can't, you can't, know. you yeah. couldn't really, could you? Unless you were picking up logs and using them in a certain <laughs> Doing way. Doing some squats yeah. with your logs. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like a total YouTube video. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, like shout out to two lovely guys I met a few weekends ago called the Kilted Coaches. Okay. Who do lots of exercise outside in kilts with logs. <laughs> you should check them out. They do a lot of things topless. <laughs> Are they on Instagram? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> They're really nice guys. Um, but yeah, you can it just depends on your goals. But at the same yeah. time, even if you did want to like build muscle, tone up by going to the gym, you'd still make sure you were getting in all your outdoor yeah. stuff because if you don't like going to the gym and that's all you do, you'll just drop off. Yeah. You just give up. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you're also really outdoorsy as well. Yeah. You do some really cool outdoor <laughs> stuff. I absolutely love your Instagram. Lots it's, of mountain biking. Lots of I know, it's so good. So tell us about that then. How did you get into that? Because you're like proper go down the big massive trails. <laughs> so my partner is a, a mountain biker and um he does a lot of work like um professionally with mountain bikers as well as doing it for his own enjoyment and he races 
and um, because his kind of like personal social and professional life is kind of tied up in mountain biking yeah I probably started it so that I could like spend, spend more a bit time more time with, with him yeah. and also understand what he loved yes um so yeah I started doing it through him but I absolutely love it and in the past year I've been lucky enough to with him go to Austria and New Zealand and France to go mountain biking so cool which has been insane and I know it looks really scary but when you you can start out on really easy stuff yeah yeah it's definitely it's a really fun thing to do and um, I actually just wrote an article for Tartan Eyes okay lovely on how to get started with mountain biking okay and um, for complete beginners so if anyone wants to check that out that is in the August issue lovely and you can find that online yeah online amazing no that's so good because I think finding things to do like like we said earlier doing the combo if you're doing the gym for like certain areas and really focusing but finding things to do that you enjoy outside as well when it's nice weather because let's face it Scotland sometimes <laughs> isn't always great yeah but the mountain biking stuff is so so cool and I love like the content that you've created from it because you've had did you have you had a gro- GoPro on and stuff didn't you yeah doing it. yeah so I'll need to various post, different things post that footage <laughs> Um, where was your favourite place you mountain bike then? So, probably Queenstown in New yes. Zealand. Yeah, but Morzine in France was also insane. Um, but New Zealand probably for the views. Oh, the the views in New Zealand are just, and Queenstown especially. Yeah, I did. My husband and I did a skydive in oh, Queenstown, really? and the the views are just like it's wow. That's so cool because you can get the gondola up even if you don't want to mountain bike down. Um, you can still do oh, that's go good. to the top. Although we did meet um a couple from Edinburgh randomly, we met them out there, um just connected through Instagram, and she uh the girl lovely girl she like went mountain biking. I think it was like her first time. It was either her first or second time yeah. on a bike in Queenstown up this massive hill, um and she's amazing. Wow. So yeah, anyone can do it. Um, and there's lots of different places as well in Scotland if you want to give it a go where you can hire bikes. You don't need to have your own. Brilliant, okay. Yeah. So where would you recommend in Scotland for mountain biking then? So if you're starting out, um, A Forest in Dumfries, it's like A-E. Okay. Um, they hire bikes and the boys in the shop are great and okay. they do coaching. Brilliant. Um, and they also have the best cake. Oh, nice. Which is really important. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also up in Fort William okay. and Nevis Range, they hire bikes as well. And there's coaches up there too. Um, and then Glentress and Borders. Amazing. Yeah. So I think for like like the mountain biking thing, because it looks so cool, probably the biggest fear that most people would have is coming off it. Yeah. Have you ever had... A uh, yeah <laughs> I'm laughing because you showed me a video <laughs> yeah I know you've seen that video it's, it's so funny though it's isn't cra- it it's an actual cracker like you should put that in lad bible yeah maybe they give me some money they might I have um another one from New Zealand I don't know I can't remember which one I showed you but the one from New Zealand I haven't even put on Instagram because it just gives me the creeps every time I watch it. I'm like, oh my god. Oh god, did you really hurt yourself? No, I was totally fine both times. I just got up and kept riding. And I also I was doing like slightly harder things. So okay. don't expect that like if you're going on a bike good you're gonna fall off because you're not. Yeah, uh, well that's it. So you were doing the more advanced yeah, things. Yeah, one of them I was trying to jump. And one was like a big drop. So you're not going to be doing that stuff. Just starting out. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So no, definitely check out your Tartan Eyes um, yeah. column. Tell us about Tartan Eyes then, because you're doing a regular kind of outdoorsy feature, is that yeah, right? Yeah, so it's about um, just more ways to get active outdoors in Scotland. So it's still obviously like the health and physical fitness and stuff, yep. but not gym-based. Okay. So everything's like um outside and also making the most of Scotland and yes. going different places. So my most recent column was about adventuring on public transport. How cool. Yeah, so just lots of different places you can go, trains, uh ferries, bus adventures that you can do in Scotland. Um so I put kind of the main transport hubs and then some sample adventures okay. uh, in case anyone wants to give them a go. Um, but yeah, they're all pretty easily accessible, Glasgow, Inverness, Aberdeen, and include some of the islands as well. Amazing. So yeah. what would be your fave adventure from what you suggested? 
probably so I'm a bit biased but I really like going to the island of Iona okay. oh lovely so we're yeah. named after yeah it was okay. named after the so either there or sky sky is beautiful yeah. I'm such an island person yeah I love the islands as well I have yeah. to say it's so so worthwhile yeah. taking the Calmac and doing the island hopper isn't it yeah although I've never been to the Outer Hebrides which okay. is crazy but I really really want to go yeah oh god absolutely Outer Hebrides are just completely stunning yeah I would actually say we spoke about obviously New Zealand there I would say that when we went to um Harris and Lewis it's like such a juxtaposition when you're driving because obviously they're they're the one island but when you're going through a Harry Lewis, it's really like rolling kind of hills, nothing really high. Yeah. You can see for miles, and then the minute you drive into Harris, it's like mountains, and you're going down. It's really oh, cool. cool, so definitely worth it, especially yeah. with all your outdoorsy. Yeah, definitely take the bikes over. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent would be really good places to cycle. Yeah. So that's amazing. Okay, so you must get a lot of kind of frequently asked questions as a PT because yeah. especially women are like I know myself I can speak for myself my family members my friends we all it seems to be weight for us is such a big deal like yeah. and I don't know if it's been because of years of airbrushing in the media or trying to portray this perfect woman which is really really hard for normal women to yeah. achieve which are trying to kind of work and keep their families and do everything else in between so you have got a really great group called the female fitness movement yeah on facebook on facebook, facebook group, yeah which is such a brilliant idea bringing women together and answering their fitness questions and i'll post a link to that yeah. underneath this podcast so people can join but tell us a wee bit about why you started that uh, so yeah, I guess just to bring females together um, yeah. and also have a place to like ask questions because yeah. I find this is not not uh, just solely for like um, applies to women, men as well. But we're not really taught anything about that kind of health, like fitness, nutrition at school. Yeah, no, we're not. We like obviously have PE, yeah. But I don't know what yours was like. Mine was like running around after football, yeah, trying to skive as much as possible. Yeah outside like in the cold and that was about it yep that was the same for yeah. me and like our he was like how to bake rock cakes yeah and that was about it boil an egg <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. i'm not sure we even had boil an egg i think it's i think it's very different now because my sister-in-law is a, a home ec teacher so they do so much better things now like things that are actually proper worthwhile yeah but certainly when we were at school like as we've said it wasn't like that yeah so I just wanted to make like a safe space that people could jump on and ask any questions brilliant um and also like that ranges from anything like where can I get a nice pair of gym leggings yeah to more like technical nutrition questions or like fitness questions um but yeah it was just somewhere that's like it's a, a private group so yeah it's like only for the people in the group yeah it's just a nice place to, like no one's going to get like attacked for whatever questions they're asking yep. Um, everything's like admin approved so it will always get posted but it means that we know that no one can be mean yeah and um, because there's so much stigma around like health and fitness and people's bodies and how we look yeah how we feel that we look yeah so. And I think Instagram is making it so much worse. Yes. For it's people. actually crazy. Have you heard of hip dips? No, what's that? So this is like a new, not trend, but thing on Instagram that there's lots of like products designed to get rid of your hip dips, which is like the bit, like, obviously you can't see on a podcast. Yeah. But it's like in the middle of your, it's below your hip bone, right? right. So it goes in yeah. and then goes out. Okay. So you often see it, you know, like if you if we're wearing long dresses, yes, you kind of get that bit where okay, it goes in and out, I'm... even though you're not wearing like or your underwear is like yes, thin, I know exactly. But it kind of looks about... like it's your underwear. Yes. Um. So there's this new trend on Instagram on how to get rid of that, which you actually can't because that's like a part of your body, that skeleton. Uh huh. So you can't get rid of hip dips. But I've seen things advertising exercises to get rid of them, and also, um products that you can put in your hip dip so it smooths out oh no yeah honestly it's such as it's just a shame because like i think hips are lovely Mm. like i think like i think like all all physical form like female male 
like everyone's the way they're meant to be yeah. like maybe some people will have something about something to lose something to put on and a bit of toning to do but the actual bones of it is like you know yeah. this is the kind you of you can't change your bones yeah this is the physiological <laughs> way that we should look and it's just it's a shame that um like platforms like instagram which could be so good for th- some things make people feel so shit yeah. about other things and it's the same with like the thigh gap stuff oh god yeah. i know i mean i seen that and i was like i'm not even looking at that like my thighs even at my absolute skinniest still touch right down yeah. to nearly the knee so i'm just like and like that's absolutely grand like, <laughs> that's just your legs it's a shame but then we obviously and, and i myself i'm older than you iona but like it's the younger girls yeah and it's the younger generations that you worry about because you're like we aren't as impressionable yeah as them so when you see things like that you're like oh for fuck's sake like what next yeah what else can we have wrong with our bodies but then it's these young youngsters that are like oh i need to conform i need to i need to not i need to have that thigh gap or yeah. not have these hip dips and you're like oh man you need to just enjoy your life yeah definitely and stop comparing yourself but like, there's just so much pressure like looking at people on instagram being and also like the lives that they have as well like yes. insane i know you know but then i always think and it's like because you meet people all the time and you meet people having seen their instagram and seen what they're posting and they only maybe give you a wee insight into what's really going on in their yeah. life and you're like wow that's so not how i would perceive you based yeah. on your instagram and because people no one's going to post on it oh this is such a shit I'm having the worst time like they're just not going to post it and I think there is some people that actually do so that's a a wee bit of a generalisation been good for them but I just think you can't it's all only posting the best bits of everything it's a highlight reel isn't it it's a highlight reel so but you must get do you get a lot of clients saying to you like showing you pictures on Instagram like how do you oh yeah all the time and uh, like the, the best one like someone um it was an instagram like fitness model yeah who was selling a plan in which you would get bigger boobs oh which isn't physically possible because your boobs are generally body fat yeah yes that was a great one <laughs> but if you're told something like that why would you not believe it yeah why would, i know i know that's the thing oh god right okay so in terms of like being a PT and being a health expert, you'll have frequently asked questions yeah. that you always get. And I know that you have pulled together and I've had some questions as well from other people, like which are, are generally the frequently asked questions, which we're going to run through because yeah. um, it's good for people to, they'll probably be thinking this, maybe be listening to it and thinking, oh, I've got a question. And obviously, similarly, if anyone's got questions afterwards, they can maybe connect with you. Yeah, Join definitely. the female fitness movement. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to run through these and then, yeah, if we could just get your expert answers, that'd be brilliant. Okay, so can I tone up a specific area of my body? Everywhere on my body seems to be toning up with the exception of my tummy and that was the one place I really wanted to tone. Okay, so this is a great question. So, um, yeah, toning one specific area. The answer is no, which is annoying because okay. we all have that one area, don't we? absolutely yeah it's very different on everyone so for example on me it's my arms my upper arms okay um but first of all i think it's important to talk about the difference between um fat like yep and weight okay do you do you think like for you do you think they're the same thing um i would say and i'm I maybe wrong fat is obviously something you want to shift but whereas weight is just your natural yeah exactly body. yes okay. yeah. <laughs> i think a lot of people particularly when they're starting out on fitness journeys they think that they they want to lose weight yeah and yeah they do correctly but technically what they want to do is lose fat okay so weight encompasses everything so it's our bones it's our organs our hair yeah. like anything you're wearing at the time okay. that you weigh yourself um, and the time that you weigh yourself is also important because you need to do it first thing in the morning after you've been to the toilet before okay. you've eaten or drank in anything. Okay. So I see a lot of people in the gym that I work in weighing themselves at 5pm. Right. And uh, maybe they've got their own reasons for doing that. But if they're going for weight loss, they're 
at that time weighing everything they've eaten or drank yeah. that day. Okay. So it doesn't give you an accurate number. Okay. Um, but when you need to look at weight as an overall number, yeah. what you want to do is reduce fat. So this lovely lady's asking about what we call spot reducing fat, okay. which is choosing one area to reduce it from. Now, that's not really possible because our body will just lose fat at its own pace yep. from different areas at different times. So say, for example, my the area that I lose fat on last is my upper arm. So okay. this, for this lady, it's her tummy. Now, what you can do is you can do toning, uh, so like, you could do weights exercises yeah. that target that area. Yeah. So uh, for this lady, be core exercises. And that means that when her body eventually gets around to losing fat from that area, she will have that nice toned look underneath. Okay. Because she's spent lots of time building the muscles there. Yeah. But you can't order your body to lose fat from one area. You can't be like, right body, no. it's tummy today. Yeah. You just kind of have to let it take its course. And everyone is very different. Some people lose off their tummy first, but that is unusual. Yeah. Generally for most people, tummy is last. Okay. And it sucks, but... Because I know it's always like an area that people are quite conscious yeah. of, isn't it? So what would be, like, I know that everyone's totally different. What would be a natural, like, a, not a natural, that's the wrong word. What would be an average way for people to lose fat from their bodies? Like, what areas is it generally? Is it a pattern? So it is so, so, so specific. Yeah. So specific. Um, yeah. Nah. <laughs> That's cool. No, right, okay, right, okay, so that was a good answer then. Right, so number two, if we're talking about body fat, what should it be and do I need to know it? Like, do, like does this lady need to know it for her own body? What's what's stopping me from looking toned? I've built up my strength, I've got a BMI of 26 and body fat percentage of 20%. Is there a magic number or ratio I should be looking for? Okay, another great question. So body fat is, like, can be quite a touchy subject and people okay. can get kind of obsessed around numbers okay whereas actually everyone again is so different yeah so someone might have that kind of toned look that you're going for at 20% body fat mm -hmm. and it might take someone else to like 16% body fat before they get it but the answer is you do not need to know it okay at all like it's not even so the ways that we measure it are you have you ever seen the machines in the gyms that yes. you hold on to yep or um, calipers, which is when you like measure your skin. Okay. Um, and neither of them is 100% accurate. Okay. So you might use one machine and it tells you that you are 26%, but you then the next day go to another one that hasn't been calibrated in the same way and it tells you you're 21. Oh, It's like scales. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. The scales so do lie. The scales, <laughs> eat. so if you even have like an uneven floor, Yes. You can weigh something totally different yeah. if you are on the left-hand side of your bathroom as the right-hand side of your bathroom. Yeah. So I always say to my clients, the best way to measure progress is to look at pictures. Okay. Always do progress pictures because pictures don't lie. Pictures don't lie. Do them in the same place, in the same clothes, in the same light, yeah. same time of day, and yeah. you can't, they can't lie. Yeah. No, that's so true. And it's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of like the these like slim teas and um, slim coffee and they, they come under so much fire don't they because yeah. the before and afters are like not even like you just sort of <laughs> put the girl with the after picture and she's got her hair and makeup done she's pulled her joggers to a totally different location which makes her look slimmer naturally yeah different lighting different lighting always. so it is, it is all about like that consistency throughout your pictures just yeah. to make sure that you can okay right okay that's a really good thing to do okay so number three this lady has asked should I be doing weights or cardio what if I just want to run okay so this totally depends on your goal okay if you want to run and you want to be a runner mm -hmm. and you love running and that's your goal then absolutely just run mm -hmm. if your goal is to um, do anything that involves changing your body composition, so losing weight or gaining muscle, looking more toned, um, also injury prevention. Yeah. Uh, then you absolutely should be lifting weights. Okay. Um, 
all of my clients lift weights no matter what their goals are I also have some clients that their goals are to like run marathons or run 10ks and they still lift weights okay they lift different um they they do the same exercises but they use different uh difficulty of weights for different number of reps okay but they still do them um I think it's really important to note here that weightlifting or that sounds a bit big and scary <laughs> lifting weights yeah um is really important for injury prevention for your joints your muscles as well but also for re- uh, reduction in the chances of having osteoporosis later in life okay so do you know oh, have you heard of osteoporosis is that, br- is that brittle bones? Yeah. yeah so it's having brittle bones and it's um when you have a low bone mass density yeah which means that you you can literally like hit your arm off a wall and break your wrist yeah, yeah it's actually crazy um my some members of my family older generations have it and they can literally just like lightly smack mm. something and break a bone which is obviously no one wants that it's no. really um it's not uncommon and it's more common in women than men okay so when you use weights to train you are helping your bones regrow okay and they're like replacing the bone mass and um, so by doing weights lifting weights you're actually helping prevent that mm-hmm. in later life so even if this lady does just want to run if you're thinking about your future health then using weights, it doesn't even need to be like heavy weights. It yeah. could be body weight at home, doing squats, holding a packet of rice. Yes. Just something that's like strength training, resistance training. Yeah. Um, really, really helps prevent that. Um, I actually just did an exercise referral course at the weekend, which works with people with um, medical conditions like that okay. or cardiac uh, conditions, diabetes, that kind of thing. And all of them do some type of resistance strength training okay. like even if they're like 95 yep they still do resistance okay. training so that's like something that's so worthwhile doing yeah and i think it's only come to light through research in the past kind of like 10 20 years it's not yeah. like so our maybe granny's generation it wasn't really a thing yeah and um, but it is really important yeah. now like and also if you have any type of goal that you want to tone up or gain muscle and look that kind of toned way yeah you can't do that without doing weights it's funny isn't it because it really has changed because mm-hmm. when I was younger it was always like oh you do weights because you want to be bulky. really bulky <laughs> yeah like, that was definitely the conception of it and it was like oh no I'll avoid that because I want to lose I don't want to yeah. bulk up but actually now you listen to you speak it's so way more than that it's way yeah and, and there is ways to do it, like you're saying, that you don't build. Obviously, there are some people that want to build up and they, they do the big weights and they work their way up and they yeah. become bodybuilders. But for people who are looking to tone. Yeah, definitely. And as well, um, if anyone listening has um, hypermobility, okay. I had this growing up and it just means when your joints are too lax. Okay. And um, I would just like fall over and it was not ideal. Okay. Um, but the only way that I fixed that, because they said like, you might grow out of it, but probably not. You just have it. Yeah. When I started lifting weights after maybe like six months, doing it consistently, I started, it started to reduce, like symptoms started to reduce and now it's totally gone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it's a really horrible like thing to have, but it's very common. Um, so it's really, really helpful. In so that. it's helpful for yeah. that. God, it's actually helpful for everything. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is, what weights, exercises should you do to get an effective workout? Ooh, okay. So this could like could cover so many different exercises because yeah. obviously there are like millions. Yeah. But what you want to be thinking about if you are trying to put together your own workout is that you want to do things that use as many joints as possible. Okay. Because they're harder. So for example, squats deadlifts, lunges, pull-ups, press-ups. Okay. Because if you think about what you do in a squat, you use your ankles, your knees, and your hips. Yep. Whereas if you're doing, for example, a bicep curl, you use your elbow. Okay. So, like, the, the list that I just mentioned there, they're compound exercises, which means that you use more than one joint, 
and they make you work so much harder than isolation exercises, which is one muscle, so like a bicep curl. Okay. So if you're looking at what to do, I generally say like as a rule, have like one, at least one or two compound exercises yeah. every time you train. Okay. And then obviously you could do them all. But once you've got those one or two in your training session, you can kind of focus more on the areas you want to okay. work out. And people prefer to work out in different ways. So some people prefer to do full body days. So they do legs and upper body. Yeah. And some people prefer to isolate the days and do like leg days, then upper body days, leg days, upper body days. I say um, as general, like as a general rule, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You do your preference. Yeah. But if you're just starting out, full body days are generally better. Okay. They're not quite so focused on one area, so they're not quite so like intense. They still make you work really hard, and it means that you can come back sooner. Your recovery is a bit quicker because okay. you're not just doing legs. Brilliant, brilliant! This is such good stuff, such <laughs> good content here. Okay, the next question is: Is fasted cardio necessary? No is the answer to that um I think it's totally personal preference um for example if like I quite like to eat before my workouts unless I'm running or uh, doing some type of interval training okay. because it makes me sick like okay. if I've eaten before yeah. especially if I'm going on a long run like I just get so ill but at the same time if I want to work really hard doing cardio then sometimes I need a little bit of energy in me yeah to be able to like work that a little bit harder and have more energy where if there's a lot of people that say like it has to be fasted or you can't do it fasted there's not really enough research either way to prove that one works better than the other okay so absolutely personal preference if you get up really early at like 6 a.m and you have to go do cardio straight away and eating at that time of day makes you feel sick don't do it don't do it yeah if you um, like eat before you do cardio and then you go do intervals or running and it makes you feel sick, don't do it. Yeah. But if you wake up in the morning and you're starving and you need to have breakfast before you do cardio, then eat. Makes a lot of sense, <laughs> doesn't it? No, totally. Just do what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so someone else has said, so if it didn't hurt the next day, you didn't work hard enough apparently. Yeah, so they're talking about DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness. Okay. So it's that like muscle pain that you feel sometimes after you've worked out yes some people feel it the next day some people feel it two days later um and it's not at all necessary to be sore to have worked hard you um are often more sore if you are starting training for the first yeah. time or you are changing your training routine okay so you want to train change your training routine every four to six weeks okay so it will definitely hurt after you've done that and it might hurt a little bit more because you pushed away a little bit heavier, uh, which is obviously a good thing. But if you do a session that doesn't hurt, doesn't mean you haven't worked hard. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Right, okay. So the next question is, is HIT more effective than lifts? Okay, so HIT training is high intensity interval training. Okay. And LIS is low intensity steady state. Wow, right, okay. Yeah, all the jargon. Today. Yeah, totally. So HIT training is your interval training. So you might see someone on a treadmill, for example, doing a really fast sprint yeah. and then they slow it down to walk or sometimes they'll jump off the sides. Um, and that is... <laughs> and that is um hit training but you could do it on any type of machine as well okay and um, it all it means is you work hard for an interval and then you rest oh. or active recovery for an interval um so yeah there's loads of benefits to both you get your um metabolism up like you feel like you're working really hard. What I love about HIT is that you feel like you've worked as hard as you can for each interval, but then okay. you get a little rest, which okay. is quite nice. Okay. Um, both are really good for your heart and lungs. There's lots of research both ways that say one's more effective than the other. But again, I think it's kind of personal preference and also okay. what works for your body. So I know that my body personally responds better to HIT. Okay. Also, because you're doing like 30 seconds or... 45 or a minute flat out work with a little recovery 
your working period is shorter. Yes. So you can maybe get away with doing like 10 minutes of that. Okay. Whereas the low intensity steady state, you're maybe walking gent- like more gently on a treadmill. Yeah. And you might need 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, to equate. To get your body to react in the same way. Yeah. But again, it's personal preference. Hit won't suit everyone because depends how fit you are. You might yeah. not be able to do intervals you might yeah. just want to sit like on a bike and gradually build up how long you can spend on it yeah. some people when they first start doing cardio maybe would even be able to do five minutes of long low intensity stuff just because they're not used to it yeah so if you're starting out you would want to see if you could do low intensity steady state first before you try and do hit because you might not be able to do the gentle one Yes. before you move on to the hard one and some people hate hit because it's quite like a lot of effort because yes. you're going flat out so some people might prefer the low intensity steady state stuff too so it's just a case of working out what's good for you then yeah okay right so what exercise is best for shedding the weight and is there such a thing as a quick fix to shed weight quickly? Which is what we all want to know about <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So there's no quick fix. Okay. Um, in regards to what exercise is best for shedding weight, I definitely think like absolutely using weights, strength okay. and resistance training. You can combine that with cardio. Mm-hmm. And obviously cardio is really good for your heart and lungs. So it's good to make sure that you still have that level of fitness where you can go for a walk can walk up a hill that kind of thing you don't want to solely do weights but the um the more lean muscle mass that you have so the more muscly you are um and don't mean like big bulky bodybuilder muscle the more lean muscly but the more lean muscle that you have the more calories your body burns okay so if you have a lot of muscle you can eat more and then you can eat more cake. Yeah. And like we all want that. We all want the cake. <laughs> so definitely using weights and weightlifting, building up that muscle and then spikes your metabolism okay. and then you can eat more and it's just all generally better. Okay, there's definitely oh, and there's no a quick theme. fix. There's no quick fix. No. Um but your nutrition, like, is probably eighty percent of your weight loss interesting and this is what we're going to move on to now um because it's that whole you are what you eat type thing isn't (laughs) it i am literally a walking cake but (laughs) that's okay for just now okay so this is a nutrition nutritional based questions do i need to take supplements and if so which are based so you don't need to take anything to be honest um it is a good idea to take vitamin d Okay. Particularly because we live in Scotland. Yeah. And it ain't so sunny. <laughs> no. Um, Unfortunately. No. I was at actually a nutrition talk a wee while ago with um a late like nutri- a dietitian who works with um the uh, English rugby players. Okay. And when they're not on their off season, they spend. I mean, when they're not when they're on their off season. Yeah. They spend their whole off season abroad. Okay. On holiday, yeah, getting in all the sun, of course. And when they're at home, they're obviously outside a lot because they're rugby players. Yeah, and they did testing on them for vitamin D levels and found that they're still not sufficient. Right. Okay. So think about all us other people that spend so much time inside in offices. Yeah, or get in a two week holiday rather than a full yeah. season. Yeah, and we're doing nothing like what they do. Yeah, and they're still deficient mm. in it. So vitamin D definitely. The most common um, supplement for the gym is obviously protein powder. Yep. So this comes in loads of different flavors, loads of different brands do it now. It's quite yep. a popular thing. Um, you only need to take it if you struggle to get enough protein into your diet elsewhere. Okay. So some people, it's particular, well, it's more difficult if you're a veggie or vegan. Okay. Because kind of go to for protein if you're not as meat yeah so when you don't have that in your diet you you those people in particular need to look in more depth at where the protein in their diet is coming from okay some people who do eat meat still struggle to get their protein levels up so if you are one of those people then it could be an option for a supplement for you um i have taken it in the past uh, every day um, because I wasn't eating as much meat, but okay. now I'm 
I don't need to take it because I've kind of got my protein level sorted. Okay. Protein is such a big thing that people don't think about in their diet. Mm-hmm. And it's always something that clients are way too low in when they okay. do food diaries for me. So, okay. yeah, it's definitely something to look at. Yes. That's okay. That's some sound advice there as well. Right, okay. So, will eating carbs make me put on weight? Definitely not. I love a carb. Really? Carb. Oh, my God. That oh, yes. goes against everything that I think. No, <laughs> carbs are the best. Oh, they are the best. They are. And um, they also they give you all your energy. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of your energy. Um, and they definitely will not put you, make you put on weight unless you eat too much of them. Okay. It's like anything. Everything in moderation. Yeah, so everyone will have different percentages of their foods that work for them. So let's just take that back a little bit. So do you know what macros are? No. So macros are your carbs, your proteins, and your fats. Okay. So that's your three big areas that you need to consider every day. Yep. Um, and also for, I always say to my clients for every meal, just think about like, where's your protein coming from in yep. this meal? Where's your carbs, whatever. Okay. Um, and everyone in their diet will have a different percentage of fats, carbs, and proteins that they eat. Yep. Um, most people are way too high on their carbs and way too low on their protein. Okay. Which is why then carbs make us put on weight. Put on weight. Mm-hmm. But that's only because. They're so easily available. They're so they're such a big part of everyone's meals that we eat too much of them, okay. and then we put on weight. But if we ate too much of anything, we'd put on weight. Okay. So when people are thinking about how much they're eating, whether you think about the calories that you're eating or not, you can still think about your macros. Okay. So like sometimes when people do calorie counting, they become a bit obsessed. But that's not for everyone. It depends what your goal is, what you're trying to do, but. If you're trying to lose weight, the kind of rule is that calories in have to be less than calories out. Just check that's the right word. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you need to expend more calories than you eat. Okay. And so you're in a calorie deficit and then you lose weight. But, and that's kind of general rule. Yes. But sometimes people get a bit obsessed about that. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you can still think like, where's my protein? Where's my carbs? Where's my fats? And you want to be um, very slightly higher with your carbs than your proteins and fats, but not hugely. Okay. So say you have a giant bowl of pasta. Yeah. And like, what would you normally have with pasta? Uh, Well, it could be like a tuna pasta with like veg in it, or it could be like a tomato based pasta with maybe like chicken through it or something yeah so if you have massive of pasta with chicken like that's great that's good but well it depends how big the bowl is yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got your carbs in your pasta mm-hmm. and you've got your protein in your chicken yeah and you've probably got some fat in there in your tomato sauce yeah so you're kind of thinking in that way if you don't want to think about the calories mm-hmm. think well where's the protein okay because people just tend to have carbs 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 so say for example if you have a kind of day of eating of cereal for breakfast. Yep. So you maybe had like wheat fix. Okay. And then you're gonna have a sandwich for lunch. Yep. With what would you have in it? What would you put in a sandwich? Well, if like if you were going like no protein, like say like just cheese. Yeah. So cheese has a wee bit of protein and some fat. So let's okay. say a cheese sandwich. And then for dinner you have a bowl of pasta with pesto. Okay. And then for an af- an evening snack, you have a bagel. Yeah. Oh, that's a good snack. That's a good snack. <laughs> yeah, a good snack. <laughs> so your cereal, if you have Weetabix, it's pretty much just carbs. Your sandwich is, the bread is just carbs with a wee bit of fat yeah. and the cheese. Great protein. Um, your bowl of pasta and pesto is just carbs. Yeah. And your bagel is just carbs. Yeah. Yes. So you can see... You can see, see how easy that is to do, to though, wrong. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that whole carbs is the devil thing okay. comes from. But so the way you could change it up by having maybe you have like protein wheat bix or you have porridge with a protein shake. Okay. For lunch, maybe you have um, a wrap with chicken. And then dinner, maybe you have some chili. Yeah. And then your snack in the evening could be like a protein yogurt. Yeah. Or like phage yogurt or something. Yeah. So you've not really changed very much. You've just added in some protein and reduced the carbs a little bit. Okay. 
that makes sense. It seems like a really easy thing to do. But it's like a foreign language, kind of. Yeah. Like, what, what's a carb? Like, what's I know. a macro? Yeah, okay. No, but you've explained that really well there. Okay, so fasting. Yeah. I've heard some people say it's not, it's best not to eat anything before 2pm, and then you can eat what you want after that time. Is that a myth? So there's not been enough research done officially, like a there's, di- there's different levels of research, but there's not been enough official research done um, in regards to fasting to prove whether it is actually does anything or not. But as a general rule, your calories, you need to be in a calorie deficit, as okay. I said earlier. So say you're going to eat from, so this person's mentioned 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. So say you're going to eat from 2 p.m. till 8 p.m. Yeah. And then you fast till the next 2 p.m. Yeah. If you need to eat, like as a person for example 1500 calories to lose weight so everyone needs to eat a different amount of calories to lose weight but say for example you need to eat 1500 if you eat 1500 between 2 p.m and 8 p.m you will lose weight okay if you eat 1500 calories between 8 a.m and 8 p.m you will lose weight if you eat 1500 calories between 10 a.m and 10 p.m you will lose weight okay Going back to our fasting window of 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., if you ate 2,000 calories in that window, but you need to eat 1,500 to lose weight, you will not lose weight. Okay. Okay. So it's it's more about your calorie intake exactly. rather than... The timing. The timing. Yeah. That's good to know because I couldn't yeah. I couldn't go till two p.m. Oh no! What I'd die. Definitely <laughs> not be a nice person. I would be so I I'd be so angry. I would be so, so angry. angry and yeah and you you I've definitely need food for energy yeah. like for sure so if I was not eating till two I would be like a sloth yeah until definitely. that time then also that kind of goes for the same controversial topic of breakfast yes because if you um so people like often say again so the the kind of fasting thing so if you had a normal day of food at 2000 calories and 500 of those were in your breakfast yep if you then uh, do your fasting from 2 p.m. till 8 p.m. and all you've done to change your diet is skip your breakfast mm-hmm. you'll lose weight because you've taken away that 500 calories yeah and um, so when people ask me about breakfast I I am of the opinion that if you don't need the energy in the morning and you prefer eating later mm-hmm. then do that okay but for example if you have a gym session in the morning and you need the energy or you're someone that needs to eat when you wake up, then you need to eat in the morning. Yeah. Again, it's very it's very bespoke to you, isn't it? It's Absolutely. about working out what works best for you yeah. to fuel your body. Okay, now that's brilliant. Right, so drinking. I'm always confused about fruit juice. So it's one of your five a day, but bad for your teeth, full of sugar, etc., is it good or not good? This is something that I hear a lot as well <laughs> yeah. because obviously the whole fruit thing, you get told to like, eat your fruit and veg, but then it's full of sugar, not so much veg, but fruit. Yeah. So So fruit juice, um, I think it's like it depends where it fits into what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So if you drink a litre of fruit juice every day, that's not great. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone who loves a cup of orange juice, like with dinner, mm-hmm. then as long as it fits into what you're eating the rest of the day, yep. it's fine. It is quite high in sugar, but, you know, it's like all that natural sugar. But again, it's kind of, if you if it's one of the only sugars you have in the day, yep. then that's fine. I think, like, the next question maybe is the one about um, making smoothies. Yes. So there's all okay. this thing about how the nutrient content of smoothies isn't as good as the when you eat the fruit by itself. Yes. And that comes from the fiber okay. being broken down when you make the smoothie. Okay. Um but again, if you love a smoothie, yeah. have a smoothie. You Just a don't smoothie. have ten smoothies every day. Yeah. Or even maybe a smoothie a day would still be quite a lot. But if you look at the processed ones where you buy them from the shop, the sugar is so high. high. Yeah. And even if it's no added sugar, it's because there's maybe like five to eight pieces of fruit in that smoothie to make it big enough yeah. to be a smoothie. So it doesn't need any more sugar. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, like I absolutely love smoothies. But they don't always need to have tons of fruit in them. Yeah. You know, so I make a banana uh, protein smoothie. Lovely. And the only fruit is banana. 
Yes. So you can still have smoothies and juices without having a million different bits of fruit. Yeah. Because if you if you gave me the six bits of fruit to go in my one smoothie, I'd probably rather put one or two bits in and eat the rest. Yes. Because it makes you more full as well. Yeah. Um, but fruit juice, as long like a glass a day is fine. Yes. Also, the other thing about fruit juice is that if you are low in iron or your body struggles to process the iron in the food that you're eating, yeah. if you drink a glass of orange juice before you eat, the food that has that iron, yeah, um, your body absorbs the iron a lot better. Okay. So it is actually beneficial, orange juice. Very interesting. But again, not if you drank a litre of it every day. No. It's but, a, that's a lot of sugar. But then that's like everything, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You can even drink too much water. Absolutely. So it's, like, it's literally everything in moderation. Okay. Right, tea and coffee, I'm really interested in this question. Both liquids, but also caffeinated and diuretics. Yeah. So they count, they count in your daily fluid intake if you're trying to drink a certain amount of water per day? So um, I think probably the answer to this would be technically yes. But I always tell my clients the answer is no. <laughs> right, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. well, I just feel like... Just don't get in the habit of thinking yeah. that your cup of coffee is one of your glasses yeah. of water a day. And also, like we said earlier, coffee makes you feel dehydrated. It does, it dehydrates so you. So it is. Like, yeah. this is a diuretic. Yeah. Like, your body like processes the water in it and gets out faster. Yeah. So I always say that, no, it doesn't. I mean, technically, scientifically, probably they do because you are drinking the water. Yeah. But I don't want people to get in the habit of thinking no. they can have three litres of coffee a day. No, it's so, uh, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. So okay. It's just good rule of thumb to say no. You still need to drink your 2.5 to 3 litres of water a day. Coffee and tea is a bonus. Yes, okay. In the water question, you say like two and a half litres or three litres and it's dependent on like person. Yeah. So... That is the one thing I really try with water. Like, I only drink water, certainly during the week, I'll only drink water yeah. and maybe a coffee in the morning. I'm only allowed one at the moment, so it's like my one coffee if you're saving it. But, yeah, I try with water, but I never feel like I probably get to the two-litre okay. stage. Do you drink water out of glasses in your house? How do you drink it? Yeah, so if I'm in the house out of glasses. Okay, so I also can't, I just can't deal with glasses. Okay. I just never drink out of them. Okay. I'll put them down, forget about them, yep. forget how many I've had. Yeah. So absolute top tip for this is get a water bottle. Okay. I don't mean like a little 500 one. <laughs> I mean like either 750 mm -hmm. or a litre. Okay. Because the reason for that is, so say you're someone who drinks no water, I wouldn't be telling you right today I want you to drink three liters. Yes. You kind of need to build it up. Yeah. You can't just go straight to the no. top. But if you're going to drink, so say you're aiming for three liters of water, which is probably like ideal to aim for. If you have a 500 milliliter bottle of water, that's six bottles. Mm -hmm. That's like Seems ugh, a lot. six. Oh my God, I can never do that. Yeah. But if you have a liter bottle, mm -hmm. it's only three. Yeah. It makes it seem more achievable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, the bigger the bottle, the better, but obviously you don't want one that you can't pick up and drink. So, like, <laughs> two-liter bottles are a bit too big. Yeah. But a liter bottle. Also, um, you get some really cool bottles that have markings down the side. Ah, okay. That say, like, 9 a.m., 10 p.m., uh, so 10 a.m., so 11 a.m. encourages you to have drinks. Yeah, that, which right? is really useful mm. for people that have them on their desks at work. Yes. So you can track your hours by yeah. the bottle. And then when you get to 12 p.m., the bottle is empty yeah. and it's like, gives you a little reminder, like refill. Okay. So yeah, that's a really good thing to do. Also, for some strange reason, I find it much easier to drink water with a straw. Okay. So it's just, again, So I can never on. have a water bottle without a straw in without it. A straw. Okay. I, I think it's just less effort. Yeah. I mean, like, reduce the effort. Like, get a big bottle, get yes, a straw. Yes, anything to reduce <laughs> the effort, for sure. And a lot of the bottles come with straws built in. And I notice it actively at work. If I have one that's got a straw, I'll drink probably double okay. one that doesn't have a straw. Okay. Don't know why. So the last question that came through then, what is progress and how to track it? Ooh, that's a great question. So progress is lots of different things. It depends what you are looking for, to be honest. And I think that with my clients, the, the progress that they find the most surprising is the mental progress. Okay. Psychological progress, you know, so of 
feeling strong and being able to lift bigger weights and feeling good about themselves, more confident about themselves. I had a girl the other day who came into the gym in a crop top for the first time ever and she was so happy. Um, I had one of my online clients this week who the first time in her life had gone out for dinner and not felt like she had to have dessert. Okay. So like that's nothing to do with going to the gym. Yeah. That's just something that like exercise and being more, yeah, being more aware of who you are and what your body is doing. Like the changes that come mentally, the progress there is just crazy. Yeah. And also even just going from being scared of the gym to being able to go in by yourself is huge. Um, but then on the physical front, obviously, like you can do your progress by pictures. Um, you could do it by uh, tape measure measurements if you want. Um, weight is obviously an option, but it's not an option for everyone. Um, and like things you'll notice yourself, like maybe you could lunge with a one kilogram dumbbell and then you built it up to a six kilogram dumbbell. Okay. Like that's huge progress. That is, that's actually a hard. Yeah, and um, I had one lovely client who came to me a few years ago and her only goal was, she just had a baby, her only goal was to be able to sit up in bed without okay. using her hands. Okay. And when she could do that, she came in and she was buzzing and like that's a totally different progress you would never expect. Yeah. Like from someone that's not in that situation but yeah there's so many different ways to do it and it's just I guess it's like celebrate your wins yeah like celebrate them and appreciate what you've achieved yeah and even like you get really obvious ones that you learn to do a press-up or whatever but even for some people it's just being able to hold a plank for 10 seconds and I get people like emailing me being like I did this today I love that and to someone that's been going to the gym for five years or whatever like that it might look like nothing but to them that's huge it's massive and it's things that they didn't think they'd be able to achieve yeah so yeah oh this has been so interesting (laughs) I feel as though like like myself and then listeners are going to be really learning a lot from oh, that <laughs> checklist and thanks for all the questions that came in as well because they were I felt as though that was like my next question that was coming <laughs> um, yeah I kind of felt like they were the most common ones oh yeah no that's brilliant well listen I feel like we could do another podcast yeah. down the line as well because I know that there's a lot more information <laughs> in that brain of yours but yeah just thank you so much for coming on well, thank you for having me it's been really fun not at all <laughs> and I'll speak to you soon yeah definitely